Hey, I'm Andy. I'm Andy. And you're listening to the HMO Podcast. Over 10 years ago, I set myself the challenge of building my own property portfolio. And what began as a short-term investment plan soon became a long-term commitment to change the way young people live together. I've now built several successful businesses, I've raised millions of pounds of investment, and I've managed thousands of tenants. Join me and some very special guests to discover the tips, tricks, and hacks, the ups and the downs, the best practice, and everything else you need to know to start, scale, and systemize your very own HMO portfolio. Now. With interest rates on the rise and utility and material costs spiralling, can a newbie really invest in HMOs successfully in today's market? That was a question I was asked by Will Iski on Instagram, and I don't think that Will is the only person searching for that answer. So in today's episode, I'm going to be tackling that question. Sit back, relax, do whatever you need to do, and please enjoy today's episode of the HMO Podcast. Hey guys, it's Andy here. We're going to be getting back to the podcast in just a moment. But before we do, I want to tell you very quickly about the HMO Roadmap. Now, if you're serious about replacing your income, or perhaps you've already got a HMO portfolio that you want to scale up, then the HMO Roadmap really is your one-stop shop. Inside the Roadmap, you'll find a full 60-lesson course delivered by me, teaching you how to find more deals, how to fund more deals and raise private finance, how to refurbish great properties, how to fill them with great tenants that stay for longer, and how to manage your properties and tenants for the future. We've also got guest workshops added every single month. We've got new videos added every single week about all sorts of topics. We've got downloadable resources, cheat sheets and swipe files to help you. We've got case studies from guests and community members who are doing incredible projects that you can learn from. And we've also built an application just for you that allows you to appraise and evaluate your deals, stack them side by side and track the key metrics that are most important to you. To find out more, head to the hmoroadmap.co.uk now and come and join our incredible community of HMO property investors. Well, there's no doubt about it whatsoever. Utility costs are going up and up and up. Material costs are spiralling. The property values seem to still be going up. Inflation soaring. Interest rates are on the rise. The Bank of England have made their move. And it's pretty clear as to where they want to take things. Is it all a little bit too much for newbies? You know, this is a question Will Iski asked me on Instagram. With interest rates and utilities and material costs all on the rise, can a newbie really invest and make it work in HMOs in today's market? So I want to tackle that question today because I know that Will is not the only person asking this question. I understand why this would be quite a daunting time if you're thinking about investing in property or certainly investing in HMOs for the first time. But what I want to do today, what I really want to do is give you the confidence to go away and make this happen. I want to tell you that, yes, it is possible for newbies in today's market, despite these problems that we've highlighted, despite the issues that we can see ahead. Yes, it is absolutely possible for newbies to make this work in today's market. And I mean that sincerely. I'm not just saying that because it's easy for me to say from my pedestal, having already built a portfolio. I'm saying that because these problems that we're seeing in the market There are solutions to all of these problems. And in today's episode, what I want to actually do is show you what those solutions are. And I also want to rewind, take you back a little bit and remind you of what it looked like five years ago and 10 years ago when there were different problems in the market and similar anxieties about whether or not you could make it work. 
I was a newbie investor 10, 12, 13 years ago, and I absolutely had the same concerns about whether I could make it work in that current climate, and I did. But it was a very different market, and I want to give you some comparables so that you can see that a lot of this is just about perception, and it's really important when it comes to property to stay focused on the long term. Now, let's start with interest rates. Interest rates have gone up. As I'm recording this, rates are at 1.25%. Now, that is a 13-year high, but let's be realistic. Let's be really, really switched on to the fact that even though that is a 13-year high, it's still incredibly, ridiculously, stupendously low. It's almost zero. It's 1.25%. It's a little bit higher than it was six months ago. It's a little bit higher than it was 12 months ago, but it's still only 1.25%. It's an incredibly low rate. Don't believe me? Just ask your parents, you know. They are used to rates that are much, much higher than we've been getting used to over the last decade. The rates that we've seen over the last decade aren't normal. You know, they've been flat for a long, 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 long time. And we've been spoiled to some extent. But that came with its own problems. But rates at 1.25% now, yes, they're clearly going to go up. But does this really matter? Well, honestly, no, it doesn't at all. And here's why. First of all, you already know, because we've already covered this on the podcast in earlier episodes, that when we're stacking our deals, we should be stress testing all of our projects. We should be stressing them at 3%, 4%, 5%, 6%, maybe even 7% to see what happens if rates have to go up. And a good investor understands that their deal needs to work under those stresses. And not only under those stresses, under those stresses combined with other stresses, such as utility costs going up and material and refurb costs going up. This is something that I've been banging on about for years. It's no good just stressing one or two things independently. You need to stress things simultaneously. So what I'm really saying here is that you and I can't do anything about interest rates. The Bank of England are going to do what the Bank of England feel like they need to do. But what we can do is we can stress test our deals, we can build contingencies into the model, and we can make sure that if rates do go up, we're going to be just fine. At the very worst, we might end up paying a few more quid, maybe a couple of hundred quid or a few hundred quid more on our mortgages, which would reduce our profitability. But at the other side of the equation, there's more that we can do. So I wouldn't worry too much because we're going to come on to some of that because the economy has quite an interesting way of balancing itself out. Quite frankly, if rates go up and our costs as landlords go up, then at the other side of the spectrum, rents are ultimately going to go up. And what will wash out in the end is a very similar picture. So don't be too concerned about interest rates. Build them into your models. Be aware of what might happen, but don't let that or don't let what's happening in the market right now put you off investing or starting to invest in HMOs. Okay, let's look at utilities then. Now, I know I've talked about utilities a lot on the show recently, but just very briefly, we you know we know that utility costs are going up. We know that they've almost doubled and we know that they're probably going to continue to go up. And we also know that they're not likely to come back down anytime soon. So again, what can we do? Well, we can build all of this. We can build the likelihood of these costs continuing to rise into our investment models. And that way we can be prepared. We can cover ourselves in worst case scenarios. And that's really, really, really 
important. But there are some clever solutions that we can employ. I've managed to sidestep the worst of the utility issues so far. I've been very good and very proactive with fixed rates and moving between different providers. And I've talked about these on different episodes. And actually, that's really helped. You can do the same. You could also consider not letting to professionals. You could actually look at the student model. And in the student model, the students are liable or you can make sure that the students as a group are liable for the utilities. So actually, you can completely remove the risk or indeed the requirement to pay any utility costs on your HMOs if you let to students. That's a simple way. You could actually do this with professionals. If you could get groups of professionals to live together and manage the bills themselves, theoretically, you could do that in professional houses as well. Practically, I don't think it works very well, and it's not something that I intend to try and do, certainly not anytime soon. But Theoretically, you could do that, but that is definitely a way. Let's not forget, though, that at the other side of the equation, we've got the rental income. And actually, there's a huge amount that we can do when it comes to rental income. We can actually manipulate the rental income quite easily. The truth is, when costs go up in the market, when landlords have to start paying more, rents tend to go up as well. And we're already seeing that. Rents are at an all-time high. So while your costs on things like utilities are going up, you should be preparing and planning to increase your rents as well. There are also things that you can do internally to do with the spec of your property. You could also focus a bit more attention and priority on location, just making sure that you get the very best properties possible. Just tweak your model slightly or tweak the idea of where you invest slightly. This way, you'll get the slightly better rents that could offset the additional costs in your utilities. Let's touch on material costs and labour costs as well while we're at it. Why not? Of course, they've gone up. They're probably going to continue to go up. But if you're really, really, really clever about the refurbs that you take on, you can actually manage a lot of these costs. I very openly talked about the fact that when it comes to my HMOs, I don't like to do big, heavy refurbs. What I like to do a small, light refurbs. I like to get in and I like to get out. The great thing there is a lot of that work can be done with small contractors who aren't necessarily VAT registered. It means you're not buying huge amounts of materials. It means you're not into construction costs. It means you're not necessarily affected by supply chain issues with materials like timber. You can also be really, really creative. Could you spray the kitchen instead of buy a whole new kitchen? Could you actually clean the carpets and bring them back to a really good condition as opposed to replacing them all. Now, these are things that have always been available to us, but now that the spotlight's on costs, maybe we should think about them a little bit more. Look, I'm not saying that you're going to be able to offset all of the increase in costs completely. You're not going to be able to, but there are definitely things that you can do to control costs. You can definitely do a lot to manage the costs. Hell, Maybe you want to pick up the tools yourself, particularly if you're a newbie and you're just getting started, because this is exactly what I did, and do that work yourself. Now, I said I wanted to give you some context, because what we're seeing right now is quite unique, but the feeling of, is this too difficult? Is this the wrong time? Should I wait? That isn't unique. And no matter what sort of market we're in, no matter what the conditions are, we tend to feel like that. So let me rewind. Let me take you back to 2009. That's when I bought my first HMO. And you will know that, of course, the financial crisis happened in 2008. So in 2009, the market had bottomed out. But of course, nobody knew that it had bottomed out. Everybody thought the property market was done. I remember being told to my face by a family member that there is no money in property. 
At the same time, lenders were incredibly anxious. They did not want to give up the money. It was very, very difficult to convince lenders that you buying an asset was a good idea, particularly if you wanted to turn that into a HMO. So there were very different challenges in the market. There was absolutely no guarantee and no assurance whatsoever that property values would go up. Imagine that, borrowing some private finance or investing in property, knowing that you needed to recycle some of your capital out of the deal. Well, if you had no idea where you were in the market, if it wasn't clear whether or not the market had bottomed out, and it had clearly been on a downward trajectory, imagine how difficult that would be. Now, I think this is a really good point to zoom out. Let's come away from the detail of costs rising, materials spiralling and all of this jazz. The truth is, as beginner investors, we don't have the confidence and we lack the experience and foresight to make these sorts of decisions. And that's overwhelming. And I get that and I understand that. But we have to remember that investing in property is a long play. Property is quite a forgiving strategy. 2008, 2009, when people were buying then, I gave you a good example. Actually, if you just bought and held, you'd have done pretty well. And when it comes to HMOs, we've also got to remember that we should always, above all else, be prioritising cash flow. And we can control that in the appraisals that we do. We have to be really strict. We have to make sure that we don't offer above The actual market values, we have to make sure that we're not overly optimistic about our assumptions on the rental achievements and what the costs will actually be. We have to remain realistic, but that's all under our control. So here's my parting advice. First of all, as a newbie investor, as a beginner investor who's feeling overwhelmed, make sure above all else you prioritise understanding all of this stuff. Make sure you really thoroughly understand all of the risks, all of the pros and cons of what you want to do. If you can, work with someone. Work with someone who's already done it. Work with someone who's already doing it. That'll help give you the confidence. They can perhaps walk or talk you through the process. And in the early stages, that could actually save you a huge amount of time and money. At the same time, don't be short-sighted about property. Remember that this is a long game. We should be investing for the future. And then finally, remember, there are three things that as long as you get right, you will be just fine. The first one is make sure that you understand and can execute on finding good deals consistently. Number two is make sure you understand the importance of and can get in place the right funding that you need for your projects. Doesn't matter whether you're starting, whether you're 10 years in, funding, I promise you, will always be a limitation and you need a solution for it. And finally, number three. Make sure that whatever you buy and everything you understand about the process means that you can fill your HMOs with great tenants who pay rent consistently. I promise if you get all of that right and you do it consistently, you'll be just fine. They are the fundamentals of building a solid cash flowing portfolio. And if you do that, you'll reduce almost all of the risk associated with buying and holding property. And guess what? All of that stuff and all the information and loads of useful tools that'll help you do that are all waiting for you inside the HMO roadmap. So if you're serious about doing this, but you're still feeling overwhelmed, go and check out the roadmap because there's a lot of stuff in there that'll help you. Now, I know that as a newbie investor, as a beginner investor, you might need to recycle a certain amount of your capital to, for example, pay an investor back or move on to the second and third project. And with that in mind, I've got a final piece of advice that I want to leave you with. This stuff that we're talking about today, material costs and interest rates all going up, that doesn't affect your ability to recycle capital. 
What it does mean is that it might cost us a little bit more to get into deals in the first place. That's fine. That's an expectation we can manage. But what it doesn't mean is that we won't be able to recycle capital at the back end. So long as we understand values, so long as we understand the principles of recycling capital, and again, that's covered in detail in the roadmap, we'll be just fine. At the minute, property values are still really buoyant and there's no indication that that's going to change. There's no indication certainly that property values are going to come down. So that should give you the confidence at the minute. It should certainly leave you with as much confidence we've had over the last decade that you still can recycle capital from your deals. You've just got to make sure that you pick the right deals and do the right things with them. That's it for today's episode. I really do hope that this has helped anyone who has been struggling with this, anyone who's been questioning whether or not they can or could successfully invest in HMOs, anyone just thinking about doing this for the first time right at the very beginning of their journey. Honestly, I think the market conditions are great at the minute. Yes, costs have gone up a little bit, but there's still a huge amount of opportunity out there. The key is knowing how to tap into it. Now, with that in mind, don't forget that I'm on hand over in the HMO community. It's our free Facebook group. If you haven't joined already, you must come and check it out. We've got some fantastic conversations happening every single day, a huge amount of experience in the group, and it's just a great place to hang out and talk about HMOs if you're a HMO nerd like me. And of course, don't forget, if you do want to scale up, you want to level things up, or if you just want to get over those first hurdles, the HMO Roadmap has got everything you could possibly need. And you can come along to Member Masterminds and talk directly with me every single month and I can help solve the problems that you're having in your business. That's it. Don't forget, I'll be right back here next time. So please join me then for another installment of the HMO Podcast. (laughs) 